0: Welcome to Lillipod, episode 86, The Law of Attraction. <music> Jeff and Kathy Tykert bringing you another episode of Lillipod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships.
1: Welcome, LilyPod listeners. Uh, Today we have A topic that I think is of keen interest to a lot of people. And I remember I first heard of the law of attraction described in that way back in about 2000, I don't know, nine or something like that, when I was going through my divorce. And it was popularized by a book by Rhonda Byrne, which was later adapted into a sort of a documentary film. And the idea is conceive, believe, receive it's it's essentially that the more you focus on something the more of it you get and it, it's been you know very widely taught and popularized and used in motivational seminars and and all kinds of stuff I I think it's important as we discuss this also, just to give a shout out to Napoleon Hill, his uh, book many decades earlier, Think and Grow Rich, essentially made the same point that that the thoughts that occupy your mind determine your outcomes.
0: You know, I thought it might be interesting to give a few definitions from the internet because we all like to go to the internet and figure out what things are. So when I looked it up, the first definition that came up was from very well mind and it states that the law of attraction is a philosophy suggesting that positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life while negative thoughts bring negative outcomes. It's pretty simple, right? And then on Wikipedia, it states the law of attraction is a new thought, spiritual belief, that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. I would right. think I think that that's pretty comparable. In the urban dictionary, the law of attraction is defined as the belief that positive or negative thoughts bring positive or negative experiences into a person's life. Using the law of attraction, you can manifest anything. Right. So, I think they're all fairly comparable. I mean, it's really what you choose in your mind is what you create in your life.
1: Right. I think, um, you know, there's an interesting point and I, I put this in intentional courtship, but I have a friend named Kim Flynn uh, who is a pretty accomplished business person. And she wrote in a a book uh, that she published I do not believe in the law of attraction. I do not believe in the law of attraction. Why? Because it cheats the law of the harvest. So I wanna flesh that out a little bit more um, and see if we can find a simple harmony between them. Now, Carol Tuttle uh, has also taught that the law of of attraction is the law of the harvest. So maybe this is a problem of definitions I, I think what what Kim is saying is that you have to sow in order to reap. And you that can't
0: just think it and have it create itself.
1: Right. We couldn't just put a picture of the cover of Intentional Courtship on a vision board and sit and wait for it to show up, uh, fully written and edited and all the rest of it. We, we had to sit down and do the work. So, I mean, I'm not suggesting, and, and I don't think the law of attraction really suggests that you just think it and bring it into your life without without any effort. Now, I'm not suggesting that thinking about it and focusing on it doesn't sharpen and improve our results. I believe certainly it does.
0: In fact, without a mindset to back up our creations, we are doing ourselves a huge disservice because we're – essentially fighting against what we want when we focus on what we don't want. And how often do we do that when we're divorced and dating and there's all sorts of things we fear and don't want to experience again. And so we're looking for red flags and we're looking for what we want to avoid. And yet it's more likely in that circumstance to bring exactly what we fear and that repeat, uh, do over that we don't want. Uh, and it's really as simple as reframing what we don't want into what we do want. And it's doesn't make it easy, but it is simple. It, and, and we want to, uh, express how much knowing the law of attraction and working on it in our own lives has made a huge impact huge difference in what we create.
1: Right. And that isn't to say that we don't go through difficult things, even if we're thinking positively most of the time and thinking positively about certain things. The law of the harvest, uh, you reap what you sow, or that which a man soweth, that shall he also reap, You know, is the way the scripture puts it. Well, you're, that's literally true. I mean, uh, what did Jesus say? Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles of course you don't you don't sow one plant and reap something else um so that's you know that's an important issue but think about all of the hazards in farming whether it's grapes or figs or whatever it is um you could have a flood that wipes away your crop before it's really taken hold you could have um a blight or a a pest or something like that, you could have a drought and and be missing the rain you need for your crop to grow. Well, in all of those things, you may be focused on growing your crop uh, and, and making that show up for you, but you're at the mercy to some degree of the elements. The other point to this, however, um. I call this the law of multiplication. I think it's a corollary principle. Uh, Just to illustrate, one kernel of corn, if it is planted and nurtured and grows into a full corn plant, will produce two complete ears of corn with approximately 800 kernels each. So that one kernel of corn multiplies itself 1600 times. Incredible. And so, literally, we're not suggesting you get out of it what you put into it. That's just an exchange an, an even exchange is a, a zero sum game kind of thing. We don't believe that life we, is
0: a lot more messy than that.
1: life is more messy than that, and the law of multiplication is more powerful than that because you know if i l- let's suppose that i that I buy a house and you know, for hundred thousand dollars and I spend $50,000 fixing it up and then I sell it for $150,000. Well, I did get out of it what I put into it, right? But the, but I didn't make anything. There was no profit. And so the, the idea that you literally get out of it what you put into it, whatever the your endeavor is, is really, um, short-sighted. Yeah. Because-
0: there's actually a, a message on our gym board that says you'll get what you put into your health nothing more nothing less and i hate it because it makes zero sense to me because i don't know many people who work harder on their at their health than me and i've really struggled but i am trying to use the law of attraction to to create as much health and well-being and goodness as possible but, right. Yeah. Everybody who shows up to the gym and does the same work will not receive the same results because there's so many other factors, right?
1: Right. It's um, how they're eating. It's uh, there's a genetics. I mean, there's a whole whole host of things.
0: Right. Well, or even just your own personal lot in life. You know, whatever you're, you're dealing with, whether you have an autoimmune disease or you know whatever. Right. Um. But I do think the law of attraction is a lifelong process of awareness and active creation. And it's always working in our lives, whether we are aware of it and using it intentionally or not.
1: Well, and I want to give one really practical application of this. I don't know that it's that the whole subject is practical. I think you can ascribe certain mystical qualities um, to things like the power of prayer. You know, the the most common. Phrase in the scriptures is "Ask and ye shall receive; seek and ye shall find; knock and it shall be opened unto you." And so, I think there is a certain mystical power, and sometimes we ask God for something, and He brings it to us, uh, particularly if we're out there doing what we can. So, I, but but an exceedingly practical element of this discussion is: let's suppose. By the way, this is this idea comes from a book called learned optimism by Martin Seligman. But let's suppose you're, you're a really pessimistic person. And you know, you went through financial reverses and maybe a divorce. How are you going to think about those things? If you're, if you're being really pessimistic, you're going to say, that's just kind of how my life goes good things don't happen to me. You know, the happy marriage, that's for somebody else, a good job or a good business. That's, that's for other people. I don't, I don't qualify. So let's suppose that's person one person two is optimistic and says, after they go through a divorce and lose a job. Wow. Wow. That's not normally how my life is. Normally, things go well for me and I'm happy and I do, I do good things with my time and with my life.
0: Mm, I could feel and, the higher vibration in that statement.
1: Right. So, I, I, I mean, and, and who is more likely to keep trying when the chips are down versus who is more likely to just give up? Mm. Well, the pessimist is going to give up way faster because they don't see the point. The optimist is willing to keep working on something even when it's hard and persistence often pays big dividends. So that's an exceedingly practical application of the principle.
0: Well, and I'd like to maybe point out too that it may be something in between those where you recognize that you may have some of your chips down, meaning, you know, I may realize that I have some extra ish, like extra health issues to work through but I'm not in a competition against anyone else. For me, it's how can I show up as my most healthy self? And that means I'm committed to get to the gym every day and do the work. It doesn't, and it doesn't need to mean that I, that everyone gets the same out of it. It just means that I know that that helps me feel better. Right. And that I'm ultimately in a better position when I stay committed to my health goals than I would be if I didn't.
1: Right, and so I think sometimes it is that kind of God will will meet you halfway, so to speak, and and or he'll course, meet us
0: wherever we are. Actually, God's
1: half is really more like you know 999 out of a thousand. Our half is the 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 you know the one out of a thousand. Because he ultimately provides everything that we have. Uh, he provides our physical health. He provides the food we we eat and the ground that you know that grows that food. Uh, go down the list; virtually everything comes from him. What do you have to give him that is not already his? Uh, just your will. That's it um and that's that's your one out of a thousand thing so what i'm suggesting is you can choose you can choose what your thoughts are going to be on a particular subject and ultimately you're going to bring that into your life now does that mean you can just sit there staring at your vision board and bring it into your life no i, I don't think that's what I don't think that's what the law of attraction is, although a lot of people teach it that way.
0: It's just a, a part of it. I, th- I mean, vision boards can be very powerful, but I think it's because of the thoughts they create. I think it's because of the action of putting it on there, just put that intention into your life and into your mind, and all of a sudden, it just kind of drives and uh, empowers the movement. I mean, I think actually God had a vision board. So right. in our video on Lily tube in believing impossible things, uh, someone mentioned that in the temple, all things were, were, were base We're basically told, and it's emphasized that things are created spiritually before they're manifested physically. And, uh, the, the specific quote or the specific comment was from Holly Grossman. Um, one of our listeners are one of our viewers. She said, I love this so much. It's one of the most important lessons. I think we don't often carry over from our temple experiences to the rest of life. Spiritual creation must precede physical creation. And it's going to happen that way, whether it's intentional or not. Right. Uh, so yeah, I love that comment and how she brought that, to our attention. Uh, And again, I think this is a lifelong process of bringing what we learn about God and how he creates into our own act of spiritual creation, preceding physical creation.
1: Right. You know, there's a book uh, by Carol Tuttle, and I don't remember, honestly, which one it is. I think maybe it's Remembering Wholeness. But it's where she says, Basically have a conversation with God each day and ask for God to send your angels to do specific things you need done.
0: Yeah, I think that is remembering wholeness. And she also talks about thanking God in advance for blessings as if he's already granted them or he is grant in the process of granting them, like because that increases our faith.
1: Right. So so she she made that point and I remember reading it and it it felt like a powerful concept to me and so i began praying and i even wrote down god please send me a washer dryer because i i had just been laid off from my corporate job i had just moved back to utah i had gotten my own place but i needed a washer dryer and i couldn't afford to pay very much at that time so that was kind of my little prayer and you know please have the angels arrange things for me to have a washer dryer that will be serviceable and, and work for me. So then later on that day, I thought, you know, I ought to throw a post up on Facebook. So I threw a post up on Facebook. By the next day, I had a washer dryer that was perfectly serviceable. And guess what? It was absolutely free. Someone said, I've got an extra one. It's just taking up space in my garage. If you'll come get it, it's yours. And I, so, wow. so I got a free washer dryer, which at a, at that time I was real tight on money and I really appreciated it. Uh, now it started with a prayer,
0: which in a sense was an intention followed by an action, right? Followed by a blessing.
1: Right. And so, I mean, I, it wasn't totally that I just sat there. Hmm. I sure wish I had a new washer dryer. Please bring that into my life. You know, I actually made a post on Facebook about it. Now, is that particular strategy going to work every time for every issue? Not necessarily, but the the point is to focus on the things you want and, and then uh, be open to changing directions as the spirit moves you and, you know, as opportunities present themselves.
0: You know, we have a whole chapter in intentional courtship about relationships and the law of attraction because we believe it's a big enough factor that we want to be intentional about um, rather than having this law simply work in our life without any guidance from us. And, you know, one example, like I I mentioned previously, we I think it's human nature to focus on what we don't want. Right. It, it gets our attention. It's like... It, things are on fire and we're unsafe. And so therefore we must focus on that negative thing. And it's as simple as reframing. So let's say you know you don't want in your future relationship a gaslighting, narcissistic liar. Right. Okay. So how do we reframe that? I want someone who's honest and full of integrity. And I'm looking for those qualities and i'm going to find it. Right? See how see how that differs from i don't want xyz? Right. It it sounds too simple and yet this very simple reframe can make all the difference in what you actually attract into your life because the law of attraction doesn't understand negatives, meaning they don't understand the not. We have to, to create the not, meaning well, like we, it, the law of attraction isn't going to show up and say, okay, I'm going to get you someone who's not a gaslighting, narcissistic liar. The law of, I mean, this law means we have to do the work of saying what we do want instead.
1: Right. And I think that also speaks to your own brain because if I say, I don't want a gaslighting narcissist who lies, well, then you're looking at what you want to avoid, but you're not looking at what you want to embrace. And so you're missing what you really want. You're only seeing what you don't want. Um, and so I think the it's way- It's not you,
0: solution focused. Right, it's... The way you
1: frame that thought is on what you don't want. And so, yeah, you might, and I emphasize might- you might avoid what you don't want, but you're missing out on what you do want.
0: And there's also a likelihood that you'll attract exactly what you don't want because you're fearing it and you're focusing on it. Right. Right. So, and that's just one example of many. So whatever it is for you, see what you can do today to reframe what you don't want into what you do want and make a powerful vision of that because- again, all things are created spiritually before they're f- manifested physically. And this is, that's part of the law of attraction.
1: Well, let me, uh, also, this might give some of you a little chuckle, but, uh, during the year 2017, when Kathy and I were just friends, I had a picture of her on my vision board. <laughs> I did have a vision board. I do believe in, in it. I think my vision board in a lot of ways is, was a prayer, but, um, I remember when I broke up with Kathy at the end of 2016, I thought about removing her picture and replacing it with something else. And I thought, no, she represented a lot of things that were important to me. And so I'm going to keep it up there for that. But <laughs> ultimately, she came back into my life um, and we got married. So I am I think that there's an element of every time I looked up there, I saw her picture, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, I recently shared in my Lily Ladies uh, group messaging that uh, a picture of someone I used to admire as a teenager, it's the preferred stock guy. If you just Google preferred stock guy, you'll know. He'll <laughs> you'll, you'll, you'll come up. He's, he's a male model with dark hair and uh, kind of a strong jaw. And um, Anyway, Jeff recently showed me a picture of himself at about the same age as that model. And there's an uncanny resemblance. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't official, unofficial vision board, but eventually I got my preferred stock man. Yes. Uh, And actually, now that I've brought up the Lily ladies, I just want to mention here in this um, podcast for all of you who listen, who are regular listeners and fans of our work, we have a wonderful – women's group and men's group jeff's um leads the men's group it's called knights of the lily yeah and and then we have our lily ladies that i lead and we are going to be adding a lily couples group as well so if you are interested in one of those three groups um the, the lily couples would be for anybody who are in either engaged to be engaged or engaged or newly married um or even Uh, just later married couples, blending families that, you know, want some life coaching at a a really reasonable cost uh, in in a group setting, an intimate group setting. Um, And that's what, and we're, we're offering that um, and we're uh, building those, that community um, of, and we, we have limited spots. So anyway, contact us if you're interested.
1: Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is guys, if you're, um if you're not serious about your personal growth and development and you don't care that much about feeling better don't call me. I I want you to call me if you want to feel better inside and you want to grow as a person and then we've got amazing an amazing group for you to join that will really help you along on that journey.
0: Yep. Everyone uh, so far that has joined our groups are stellar and it doesn't mean you need to show up healed or no, whole. No,
1: not at all. Just willing. Just ready. Yep. Yeah. Willing
0: and ready. Yep. So, so, you know, I want to mention real quick in this podcast that we also did a video recently released on LilyTube called Doing Social Media Right. And um, the idea is that we're not victims in life, or on social media, that the choices we make on what we focus on ultimately determines the experience we create with it. Um, So Facebook and other social media algorithms, have you ever noticed that if you click on one ad, those like so many ads show up in the exact same category? Well, it's the same way with our friends and what we choose to like and comment on. Now, if you, like to comment on all the negative posts or the posts that get really heated. I mean, you could keep doing that. But if one day you realize people are just so negative, social media is so negative, just realize you created that and you can uncreate it. You can create it differently. If you start commenting on and liking only the posts you want to see that uplift you, that will be your experience.
1: Let me also say that I I really, I I know it's a popular thing to say in the mid singles community. It's a way of relating and all that. But when you walk around saying in your head or out loud, I hate dating, you're going to hate dating. You know, that is, that is not an objective truth. It is an attitude that you choose. And so if, if you hate dating, do you think that's going to come across to your dating partners? Yeah, for sure it is. And do you think that, that, uh, they're going to see you as more of a negative person if you're, Oh, I hate this. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, even if they don't say it uh, out loud, you know, they're going to, to pick up on the fact that, that your vibe is, I don't, I don't want to be here. I don't enjoy this. So, I would recommend removing that phrase from your vocabulary if you want to move forward and ultimately have a good relationship.
0: And you might not be able to believe right in a way that you don't hate dating because you've been saying it for a long time, if if that's, if that's you. Um, but you could just choose to stop saying it and maybe say something that's more supportive that is just as true like, I might be able to create a good relate or a, a good experience with dating. I might just of be I, able to,
1: instead of I hate dating. I like meeting new people. Hmm. Um, instead of saying, Oh, I can't stand women. No, I'm a man that loves women, but I've had a few bad experiences, y- you know, I,
0: anything you can believe that is more supportive of what you do want.
1: Right. And, and so I think that's, That's another important thing. I was going to bring up the fact that Kathy and I met in a singles group on Facebook. And the reason we stood out to each other is we were both making constructive comments and being generally positive. And and you know how those groups can be at times. A lot of them are pretty negative.
0: And what I think is really interesting is now that we're married and we created Love in Later Years, our Facebook group, which has grown to more than 1,600 members now, is largely positive and constructive just like yeah, we a were positive culture when we attracted each other right you know regarding the law of attraction if we are responsible for what we're creating in our lives that might be a little bit of a tough wake up call at first as but we definitely need to be compassionate with ourselves and that new awareness but if we're responsible for it, then we have the power to change it. And it's right. so empowering.
1: You know, Kathy, I want to make this point too. I, I use the, the example of getting the washer and dryer that I needed. Uh, and it lasted me until Kathy and I got married and I moved in with her. But uh, I use that example because it's a very kind of clear example, but more often, it isn't. I throw a post out on Facebook, or I say a prayer, or I write something down, and the next day it shows up. Sometimes that happens, but more often it's like watching a growing plant. And if you sit there staring at it, screaming at it to grow faster, <laughs> you're going to drive yourself nuts. What you have to do is look look at your own action steps. Continue to think positively and forwardly, and over time, you will see that plant grow, Uh, but you may not see that much today, tomorrow, the next day. What's the thing, Kathy, about the bamboo plant that it doesn't grow for five years and then all of a sudden it grows five feet? I don't remember
0: if it's two years or five years, but it's several years before you see big change.
1: Right. And sometimes that's how your life can be. It, that's been my experience in, in many cases. I, I also want to say if you're in one of those seasons where you've had a drought in your life or, uh, a pest infestation to your crop, or, you know, some event, a drought might be, um, like losing your job, uh, you know, a, a pest infestation might be like you getting sued. You know, if there, if there's things in, that have come up in your life that are negative, I don't want you to necessarily think, well, I attracted that. Maybe you did. But instead, think about how to turn that around and make it a positive thought. And I think bit by bit, as you follow this this strategy, if you plan prepare, think positively, think about what you want and and aim toward it. Ultimately, you're going to get there even if circumstances outside your control interfere from time to time.
0: Yeah. So even though we teach about the law of attraction and believe that is important, it's also important to acknowledge when you've had misfortunes in your life that are not of your own making. There are actually victims of abuse and uh, there are also circumstances that happen i think because we we're here to learn and grow and so we believe that any frustration and challenges that come our way when it's when we didn't create it is for our learning and for our growth and so in that aspect, I think we, if we can really have that attitude about it, then I think we're using the law of attraction in our favor. Um, so I know this might sound contradictory because I had just said, if we own it, if we know that we're responsible for what we create, we can change it. But on the other hand, we can also change it from a place of knowing that if, if we really feel in our heart of hearts and with prayer and, you know, and, and asking God for help with understanding, we know we, we are experiencing something we did not create, or maybe that we were very, not very instrumental in creating, then, you know, we can, we can still have the power to overcome it because I, I believe we're also here to be successful. We're here to have God help and lead us to success, even when we have setbacks.
1: Right. So whatever you may be facing in your life right now, maybe everything's going well, but you know, for a lot of you listening, it could be that you're recovering from uh, a painful divorce or you're dealing with financial setbacks maybe related to a divorce. You may have lost a loved one to death. So there there could be any number of circumstances where you've had something difficult in your life happen that wasn't necessarily your fault. And what we're telling you is the law of multiplication will have its way if you don't give up, if you don't stop, uh, sowing your seeds and watering them and, you know, weeding and all of that.
0: Yeah. So if you desire a forever companion, keep holding space for him or her.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: As we focus on what we want and we're willing to do what we can, and that goes back to the serenity prayer, um, and we have patience with the process while staying consistent and committed, then I believe we can use the law of attraction to create a pretty awesome, joyful life because we're also here as humans to have joy.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better. We want you to remember as you think about the law of attraction uh, to put love out there and you're going to get love back. Ultimately, it, it, charity never faileth. So remember that anytime is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening.
0: Subscribe to LilyPod and get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, give us a positive review. We want to reach as many mid-singles and later married couples as possible, so please share this podcast with those you love. To access fabulous free content like written articles and YouTube videos on LilyDube, and to learn about our book Intentional Courtship and Lily Coaching Services, visit loveinlateryears.com.